It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. So today's guest is Professor J.C. Barnes. And I'm going to tell you that many of you listening today are going to be like, Amy, what is going on? This topic is so far from what you normally chat about on Amy's Table. But I met Professor Barnes at the Bourbon Women event in Lexington, Louisville, excuse Louisville. me, last year, <laughs> where his darling wife was organizing this incredible event. Uh, it's a wonderful organization that I belong to. And JC was kind of my minder in the <laughs> VIP suite. Yeah. He was sort of there to have to entertain me while we waited for the media to come in and, and sample New Riff. And I asked you what you did. And I was so fascinated and so swept up by, first of all, hearing about a topic that I I never hear much about and your dedication and passion and and intelligent response about what you do. I said, oh, my God, we have to have you come to New Riff for a cocktails and conversation. I need to have you on my show. Now, everybody, this is where it gets tough. I ended up backing off a little bit on the cocktails and conversations because what we're going to talk about today is a little tough. Yeah. Uh, and let me, let me actually go right into your bio, JC, because that's going to explain a lot to people. Dr. J.C. Barnes is an associate professor in the School of Criminal Justice at the University of Cincinnati. He's an expert in human decision-making and research design. His recent work has, has aimed to integrate virtual reality technology into law enforcement training as a way to better prepare first responders for low-frequency, high-risk events. So as you can see, it's a little <laughs> bit different than we normally chat about on the show, but... It's a fresh wound for all of us, Mm -hmm. all that's going on, this new reality of our life. And you're doing so much good. Oh, thank you. And first, thank you for having me today. This is such a such a treat to well, be here and talk I'm with you. Well, I'm so glad to have you. And, and um, I want to put it out there that you are available to speak to any organization Absolutely. about what you're doing at UC. That is literally what I get paid to do. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So truly, it seems like we wake up every day and there is another mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so you have all this interesting data. I don't yes. even know where to begin with this. Talk to me about what you do. Yeah, that's great. So, and and I love the the way you open this. That so many things go back to bourbon. They all they? do. So they all I'm do. I'm so proud of my wife. <laughs> she has the much cooler job. So, I think you both do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but no. So so who am I? And and what am I doing? Why am I here? So uh, as you mentioned, I'm a criminologist and here at the University of Cincinnati. And really what that means is I study crime like a meteorologist would study weather or an economist might study the financial markets. Basically, I try and predict things, you know, look at statistics, look at data, see if we can predict things, see if we can use it to to then make a difference and, and, and help make our community safer. Uh, another thing that maybe you should know about me that would kind of give context for, for what we're doing, what we're talking about today, is that I also grew up at, in the Nintendo era. <laughs> yeah, I grew up playing video games. Right. And, and I kind of put that on the shelf as I you know, moved into adulthood and trying to start a family and a career. Uh, but then a, a couple of years ago, actually, a colleague and I at, at UC, at University of Cincinnati, we were talking and, and said, you know, could we integrate vir- virtual reality into our research agenda in some way? Uh, it, the technology is is really amazing now. It has really come a long way since the last time I was playing it. 
And so really what this became is like, is there a way that we could get the university to buy us virtual reality games and we could play with them in our office? Uh, and that kind of was, uh, you know, that, that was an element of it. Uh, but there really is some science behind this. And we wanted to develop experiments. And so with the virtual reality and the virtual reality environment. So we started really small. We had we literally have a kit, a virtual reality kit in my office. And I've got this sort of glass door. And I'm sure people have walked down the hall and like, what is JC doing? And it, it looks like... Like nothing like a criminologist should be doing. So, you know, we, this started as a really small project and with, with my colleague, Corey Haberman, and myself and a few graduate students. And then upper-level administrators at the university started hearing about it, and, and they called us in for a meeting one day. And I thought, oh, you know, this is it. They're pulling the plug. <laughs> they're they're going to be upset that we're, we're using, the, you know, using our money this way. And they said, no, we actually we want you to do more with it. And, and we want you to, to try and solve big problems in, in our communities. And the big problems that we f- started to focus on first were what, what uh, you know, FBI and other organizations might call like an active threat or, or what we would maybe you know, call like an active shooter. Uh, but there, it's bigger than just shootings. There, there are other types of threats. Of course, you know, vehicles can be used as, uh, as weapons as well, uh, just as another example. And so they said to us, could you leverage the technology to help train law enforcement officers and other first responders to, to be quicker and more efficient in the way they respond when these events take place? As you noted, the, 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 these events are happening more frequently. Yeah. They're becoming the casualty rates are higher, going higher. Uh, ha- they happen everywhere. They're not just localized to big cities. Of course, we've had we had one here at the Fifth Third uh, Center about a little over a year ago. Dayton experienced one just a few months ago. So it, it can affect any community. And what that means for this is that it can uh, any law enforcement officer. Has a has a chance of needing to respond to one of these, and we need to make sure that they've been trained to a level where they can deal with this efficiently, quickly, swiftly, and you know, and minimize casualties. And th- and that's that's really what we're trying to do. Well, and of course, the the most um, frustrating and daunting part of your task is that you have data that mm-hmm. shows you cannot predict yes. who is yes. going to be next to do this. Right. So there's no common thread. Right. Right. That's got to be. I mean, how do you solve a problem like that? Right, right. It, it, it's it's interesting because we do know that we can look at active shooters for. Let's take that as one specific example. That one specific instance, we can look at it, and there are some common sort of occurrences that show up. Like they tend to be male, and there are some other other you know sort of uh, sort of things that t- that tend to arise, and we we could consistently see this. But if we were to say that, if if that were our only predictor, well, that's half the country, right? right. Like, have the right. countries at risk, it, and that it, it becomes this kind of unsolvable problem that you know that, that we know there are some themes and there are some trends, but they don't give us really any predictive value. And so, what we decided is that if we can't predict it in order to prevent it, then we need to try and make sure that our response to it is efficient, and that, and that we can minimize the harm that's done when something takes place and that we can try and, 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 and maybe in ways minimize the chance that something happens, but really the, the response and the, the per- first people in when something happens. We want to make sure that they've got all the tools and the training they need. And, and that brings to mind one of my favorite quotes, which is the time you need the map is before you're in the woods. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yes, that's a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, what, uh, so what does this look like? Mm-hmm. You've developed this training program. 
So, so really, where we are right now, actually, this is. The, I'm really happy and honored to be speaking with you because because this really broadens, you know, our our scope and the, the audience that can be thinking about this because this is a big problem, and we are open to hearing thoughts from from anyone in the community because this affects all of us. Where we are right now with it is that we're developing we're, we're developing a, a research center at the University of Cincinnati. This goes all the way. This isn't just JC has an idea. Uh, this is actually being supported by some of the, the, the people at the top levels of the university and the Office of Research. Um, and th- because we see this as a big as a big issue sure. that we can try and help help do better. So we're trying to partner with companies that are there are a few out there that already do this that develop the virtual reality for this purpose. Um, but it's still very early in the game. Most of those companies have only been doing it for about a year or two. Um, we, we have partnerships with local and, and federal level police agencies. Uh, so we're trying to build all these partnerships. We're trying to figure out what exactly do they need and, and how can we get that to them. Uh, another issue here is that these companies and the other, other commercial entities that are doing virtual reality, the technology costs are, are, have come down quite a bit. But it still costs quite a bit to develop, say, new curriculum, you know, to and put it in a virtual right. environment. So we're trying to also work in in different ways to see if we can bring those costs down for our law enforcement agencies. So how can the community get involved, and how can people learn more about what you're doing? And yeah, the, there will be several ways. Uh, first, I am always open to speaking with people in uh, in the community. I'd be happy to to give talks uh, or you know do more interviews like this. Yeah. Um, anyone who's interested in connecting with me or my team uh, can just email me directly. My email is jc.barnes at uc.edu. So that's jc.barnes at uc.edu. Uh, another great way for, for people here in the Cincinnati area would be March 23rd uh, through the 27th, I believe. Yes, March 23rd through the 27th. We're having Research Week at the University of Cincinnati open to the public. We would love to have anyone interested come and attend. Uh, I don't I don't have specifics on the schedule yet. That'll be posted on the Officer Research website at UC uh, within the next few weeks, and there'll be a full schedule of events. I'll be presenting there. My team members will be presenting there. And actually, people from across the university doing amazing work in all sorts of areas will be presenting that week. So I hope we have big crowds. Please oh, come out and see cool. us. That's very cool. And will people at that point have an opportunity to see the... Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what we're actually. I, I spoke with uh, with our team yesterday, and we think we've got the, kind of the the logistics of that figured out. Uh, we've got a, a wireless headset that we can use now. Of course, we're not developing any of the, of the hardware. I want to be clear on that. This right. is all off the shelf technology that we're using and just adapting. But we're going to bring one with us to the, to those uh, to those talks, so people could plug right in and kind of see what we're doing. I think that is so fascinating. Well, Doctor Barnes, thank oh, you yes. so much for joining me on Amy's table and for what you're doing. I mean, I I hope that your research can help get us closer to solving this really difficult problem for our world. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the platform. Oh, no. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's table on Q102. Q!